Welcome back to Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. We're on to podcast 203. My name is Dave and alongside me today, I've got Mad, Dupe and Joe. Good evening, Bottled boys. Evening. Bold what? Wide wave and right scripts. Yeah, well, so, I mean, at least <laughs> fucking COVID boy read. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going read to the, read the intro of the script, so it's literally calling Mad Seamus and then ripping me <laughs> for, you know, so... There you go. Yeah, there we go. Uh, On this week's podcast, we're going to be heading to Italy to talk Bolognese and football with our very own Robbie Keane. There you go. And we'll be getting the notepads out to review the do's and don'ts of scouting in Football Manager. Uh, But first, Mad, we'll come across to you. Bologna, it's been a long while since we had a save update. How are things going over in Italy? Cheers, Dave. And I'll take Robbie Keane. I don't know, but probably better than Roy Keane, really. (laughs) So I'll take it. It's actually Robbie Uh, Keane's birthday today. It is well, World's Legends. It, mm. It's not Topical. my birthday. It's not my birthday. I'll let you know. Um, now, man, we're having a banging time in Bologna. Um, like obviously with the Euros and everything, been in and out of football manager, um, playing a bit of golf as well because it's been nice weather over in Ireland. Um, but what I'm enjoying here is like we were. I was in Angers for like since November in when FM Twenty One came out, and it was you know it was a homegrown save, a lot of rules and kind of realism. With this Bologna save, it's just full on free for all if it's in the game we do it and really just pulling out all the stops fucking having a great time uh, so we're in season two now and I, I dropped a couple of blog posts on it about a week and a half ago so we season one <laughs> it was a bit topsy-turvy in season one we kind of went in with a with a bit of a rebuild I think I remember telling you um, it was full of like players that were like 36, 37 so we just kind of shipped a load of them out and brought in a good few players. We brought in uh, Yunus Musa, Adam Ida. We brought in that Turkish keeper dupe. I think, is it, uh, we call him, is it Kakir? Sakir? I mean, I pronounced it better um, than you, yeah. so you, you know your day's bad. Well, <coughs> everybody knows that's your thing, dupe, you know. Um, that's a thing. But like, yeah, there you go. Nunes. So it was, it, it was going well, Nunes. Um, it was going well, and then we hit February. And for February, March and April... We didn't win a game Ouch. for 15 games. Wow. Um, wow. So it was like fucking in the mud. Um, when we came into May with like three or four games left, I was in 16th place, three points clear of the drop zone. And I was getting the old inbox notifications relegation battle. And I was like, shit, oh, there might no. not be a season two. Um, the lighting saviour was a lad, a guy we picked up in January, uh, and Dupe will know this guy well. He's Brian Brobby. Yes. Um, from Ajax. Wouldn't sign a new contract So we me. picked him up. Um, I'll sign him for sporting as well. He's um, he's a good player. Um, I mean, he's, he's, his attributes aren't amazing, um, but he, uh, we signed him on loan to the end of the season and agreed that he would join us permanently when his contract ran out. And he thankfully picked up a couple of goals as we kind of came into May. As did Adam Ida, Ida, Ida. And uh, we won three games out of four in May, thank God, and finished 12th. Um, so we managed to avoid the relegation. Uh, otherwise, the, the Scudetto gospel was coming to a swift end and just kicked into... So season two in the summer, I don't know. I don't know. And you, you lads have managed in, in Italy more than I have. We had something like 40 players come back from loans in Bologna. Now, a lot of them were kind of, were kind of pants. But there was about 10, 12 players that were worth, you know, in the millions... Um, that were kind of all right. I only kept one or two of them. And I just went, you know what, let's just go free for all again. So we just put loads, offered load of offer to clubs, um, ended up selling about 15 players, raised about 65 million in cash. And I think we got about, I think it was 75% into the transfer revenue, into straight into the budget. And between that and the, our, the budget that we had, I think we were able to stretch it to kind of about 70 or maybe 80 million. And we just went on an absolute shopping spree. Um, I'll just call out some of the names. I just just literally went randomly just buying anyone I could bring in I was going for. Um, so we managed to bring in, is it Yanis Hadji? George, Georgia Hadji's boy from Rangers. Yeah. Got him for about, I think it was about 15 or 18 million. Um, Calvin Stengs has come in on the right-hand side here. Quality, quality player. He's already scored a few goals. Um, Giovanni Simeone up front. We wanted to get a bit more of a, a bit more strength up front. Um Friend of the pod, friend of Dupe, Namadi Collins, had to go for him, um, mm-hmm. just for the for the versatility. It's my save, and um, yeah, <laughs> I just I just I just watch your streams, Dupe, and I just go shopping. Okay. Um, and the last one uh, I spent uh, the most expensive one we got in was um, spent twenty million on uh, Aurel Mangala, the Belgian midfielder. Um, so what I was after was a box to box, and the interest in Bologna still wasn't great after finishing twelfth, and. 
what I noticed was, and, and again, I think it's, I've noticed it a bit in FM. My players were continuously fucked after about 60, 70 minutes. The fitness was crap. So what I wanted in a midfielder and in particular uh, Mangala was natural fitness is like 17. Stamina is like 16. Work rate is like 16. Just someone who can play, play the 90 minutes. Because when you go from season one to two, it comes back to the normal three substitutions as well. Um, so it's, it's great to see him. He just bombs up and down all day, box to box midfielder. So we're about, I think I'm about seven gate. No, I'm about 10 games in now. And we're sitting in fourth in the league. Um, so we've had a pretty good start. It's definitely scoring way more goals. Calvin Stengs is banging it. I'm kind of switching him between inside forward, right, and uh, in the shadow striker role. Um, and so far, so good. Yeah, having a really good time. It's a, it's just just good fun. No rules, no restrictions. And uh, just spending shitloads of stupid money because that's what I do. You said that about uh, all these lone players. I found that when I went to Inter in my achievement hunt, I said, they're youth, like the, the B team or the under-23s and the under-21s was stacked with like expensive talent as well. That I didn't think was that good. You know, my scouts would say two, two and a half, three stars. Yeah, I'm getting like 13 million for these kids. And I literally just gutted the lot. Um, how are your youth teams? Are they, are you, you've got, have you got good youth recruitment? You've got good youth facilities? It's actually, yeah. And because of, because I came into this save kind of like, fuck it, I'm just going to have a bit of fun. I didn't, put a whole lot of thought into uh, into it in terms of like looking to recruit any young players or anything like that for the youth teams but my under 20s won the league without me really putting any um any kind of players or team or, or money into it um and they, they kind of hacked in as well but like there isn't it's surprisingly there isn't that many good players already at the club like it's, i've nobody coming through from that team into my into my team um but because of that i'm kind of like look there's probably a bit of a, a bit of a structure here an infrastructure to build on it so um, now that I feel like I'll probably stay at this save for the majority of the rest of FM21 uh, I'll probably put a little bit more effort now into the into the youth recruitment and today's today's podcast topic might help I was, was going to say isn't it, it'd be funny if uh, you do that kind of homegrown challenge and didn't really get many amazing youth intakes and you go to this place and you just get golden generation golden generation golden <laughs> generation <laughs> a bit of a kick in the teeth man well, it's funny you mention it because like the, the youth intake came along and uh, literally two two really, really good players, the two best um, can- youth candidates I've gotten in FM21. Brilliant. Bearing in mind we spent <laughs> like eight well. or nine Brilliant. seasons in Angers <laughs> and it was the first season and I did nothing. I didn't invest anything in the youth. So yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a free-for-all. Maybe it's maybe it's a Serie A thing. Maybe it's a Bologna thing. There's a bit of pedigree in Bologna. Um in terms of, you know, players that were there historically or younger players. I think Mancini might have started there, Roberto Mancini maybe. Um and a couple of others. So I'd say there's I'd say there's something there to be tapped into. And I just have to pull the socks up. There you go, folks. If you want a good in- intake, do nothing. Do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Mad Don't bother. One oh one. What um what about the system, Mad, for season one? Obviously, what sort of system did you play and is that gonna change now with the players that you've brought in for season yeah, he two? Doesn't read the yeah, definitely. Dave doesn't read the blogs. Yeah, it's for oh, the listeners. Okay, sorry. Yeah, good question, host. The listeners don't read the blogs. Um, <laughs> so yeah, well, because it was um, definitely a, a weaker side starting off um, in in season one. Um, you know, I said I brought in like Eunice Musa was a big signing, but he's only seventeen, and he played like thirty five games um, as a Mazala. But he's he's you know it took him a while to get going. So we we started with the the usual kind of four three three with a bit of a counter attack. Uh, inside forwards all the way um, but like we were getting dominated by quite a lot of teams and like Syria if you look at Syria like in FM and in real life you're talking eight nine proper proper big teams you know you go outside of Juventus and, and the two Milans you still got Roma Fiorentina to deal with like Sassuolo At- Atalanta are ridiculous they I think they finished second in um, in my save here uh, and they're pretty much they're close to the top again in the second season so there's a lot of better teams. So we were, we were going with the counter-attack. When it worked, it went well. It just didn't work enough. And obviously, if you don't win, 50, win once in 15 games, Dave, uh, it's a bit of a sign. Mm. Having brought in those signings now, especially the likes of Hadji there and Stengs, uh, even Simeone, it's allowed us to switch. It's a tactic I put together in FM20 when I had that save at Greuther Firth in Germany. It was kind of, a, kind of like an asymmetric. Um, I don't even know how I'd call it. Uh, four, kind of a four, three, two, one, we'll call it. Um, 
and I've gone with that again and it's starting to work because I've got the players um, but we still like I still went out there against a bigger team I can't remember which one and, and did get smashed about 3 or 4 nil. I think it was Roma um, so even I'm starting to do a lot better in the games I should win but it's still tough to come up against those big teams um, with the players we have I'm shocked you, like, did you have a meeting with your poor run because like 15 games is a long long time it's a long spell first season to not be performing you sound like my Mrs. Diff our dupe <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. so we didn't like I, w- I was watching it because you know you know how you start to get a bit worried and you're you're flipping over to the the old insecure screen to see if you're if you're featuring high up the list didn't seem to come in at all I think the expectation was quite low and we started reasonably well that um, we were around mid table before that run and by the time it kind of came around no it was 15 games without a win but we did have about 8 draws Okay, so we were picking up points um and as I said, we were 16th with about three, four games to go, which you know, we were only three points clear of the drop zone. But I think the board were OK with it because of the expectation was was probably about 14th or 15th anyway. Um, but only for we won those kind of three out of four, the last four games, because we had the, t- the, the boys cracking a few goals. I think it was Brobby and, and Adamita. I'd say we would have been gone because we probably could have got relegated. And that, yeah, that wouldn't have been good. And so what's what's the plan? What's the... Um Oh yeah, what's the plan for this season? Where are you wanting to go? You wanted to try and push for that those European spots this season, Mad, or make sure you don't get dragged into a relegation battle again? I think we. I mean, we should be aiming a lot higher with some of the players we brought in. Um, you know, I haven't, as I said, I haven't invested in a load of young guys. I brought in players who can play and do well now, because um, like it's not going to. I don't think it'll be a big journey like Andre was. I think we again. I think it was eight or nine seasons we did it, Andre, which for my for my pace of how I play, you know, especially writing blogs, like I, w- I wouldn't get, I wouldn't smash through seasons. So mission is to just keep booming on. I, you know, I'm doing a lot of deals. I'll, I'll buy in a 20 million player, spend 10 and put 50% over three seasons. Um, so just, just get them, get them in as soon as possible and try and rocket up the league. And I don't like, I don't feel bad about it or anything in terms of the realism because it's a tough, it's a really tough league when you look at the money and the, the resources of the other teams. And as I said, there's like seven or eight teams, even in, in real life now, that could probably win Serie A next season, seeing as Juventus are, are kind of dropping in quality a bit and other teams are starting to catch up. And Jose Marino's yeah. there, of course. You know, We saw, yeah, Juventus dropped off a lot in our network save as well. I think they had one season, like two or three years in, where they actually sort of, you know, came back to life a little bit. They were very underwhelming for quite Destroyed. a... Yeah, yeah, that, that caused that, Dave. Yeah, I know, but they they didn't really put. They were fairly easy to beat though as well. Well, so are I you definitely though. haven't found them e- not easy to beat in, when I played against them. Um, but Milan actually won the league in season one in 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 my safe. Um, Juventus like were up there for quite a while, and then it was yeah, Milan. <laughs> was Milan came first, money. Atalanta second, and Juventus third. No sign of Napoli dupe. They have no money, but you know everyone knows that. Yeah. Well, there you go. Thank you very much for that, Mad. Of course, we'll uh, a link for the blogs and stuff are going to be in the description of the podcast if you want to give those a read. Uh, and now we move on to the spotlight where we are going to be looking at scouting where players lose your games, not tactics. There's so much crap talk about tactics by people who barely know how to win at dominoes. We are fully into silly season when it comes to transfer rumours. Um, but it's actually a really important time for scouts and agents to be working with clubs. In football manager, there isn't really one set way to scout. And in some cases, you might not even have a scouting network. So we thought we discussed our scouting methods and hopefully I'll learn something. There we go. Brilliant. Um we're going to look at uh, what first? What should we go at? I mean, there's loads of details, loads of little things. Let's start with the scouting center and go from there. So, Mad, scouting responsibility, do you leave it to the chief scout? Chief. Or take control of it yourself? I was just going to say, I mean, even if, you know, if you, did, you wouldn't need a scouting center in football manager if you're somebody like Dupe who just gets his chat to do all his scouting and he gives them the oh. file, you know? So. But you know, for for the rest of us that 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 don't do that, I did it once, right? I did it once. But yeah, thanks, mate. Cheers, pal. You you take nine seasons just to go four positions. You know, I had to go up through fucking leagues to get to where I was, mate. Hey, positions are important, dupe. I prefer missionary. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't actually really leave it to the chief scout. The chief scout, if for me, it's like. I, I, I'm a bit hands-on when it comes to like sending scouts around the place. Um, 
I rarely listen to what they come in with, you know, when they're recommending players. I find that they're really kind of strictly recommending what they think is the caliber of player you can get. But I think, if you know, when you go out and look yourself, you can get better. So I think they're only recommending what they think the, the club level is at. Um, and naturally, we'd all think that our club level is higher than, than it should be. Um, so I wouldn't leave much of the responsibilities to the chief scout. I usually do a couple of standard things, send out certain scouts to certain countries that I think could be kind of good markets. But it's usually just to accelerate, let's say, if I send a scout to the Croatian League or something so that I can go in there a month later or two months later and you don't have a whole lot of mask attributes and stuff like that. Um, but I, I wouldn't leave it. I wouldn't leave it to the chief scout because, for obvious reasons, he's a chief. <laughs> I guess. What about you? Do, do you do you do much sort of assignments with the chief scout? Do you leave him to do those sort of assignments? Or you're a bit more hands on with that sort of stuff. I mean, all I kind of ever do is is because I'm a bit impatient, especially in this these recent saves. Is just go in and ask them to be first team quality. Um, I kind of look for my youngsters mainly because it's pretty easy. When you you know played the game for this long this this year, you know which are going to be the good players. You've seen them pop up in saves all the time, so it's quite easy to pick up the youngsters. It, it's just trying to find those suitable players. And, and to be honest, my my transfer policy, I'm very much like Harry Redknapp at the moment. Like Cashavilli's in. Like wherever I go, Cashavilli comes with me. You know, certain players are just going to follow suit with me. Um, but I guess this one thing we should talk about is, is obviously the difference if, if you have actually been asking on and off. But I don't know whether that's... Is that covered? I haven't, I haven't read the script. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> obviously, if you, it, when you were talking about you, you do the Croatian League just so you can have a little nose about and you'll obviously know a hell of a lot more after. Um, if you have actually been asking off, uh, you don't have to do any of that. Just saying. Anyway. Where's the fun? Some people call it more fun. Uh, but no, Dave, to be honest, mate, I... I kind of just said it to the first team and uh, I know I know my players. I'd like to think I know my players. I should know players nowadays um, and, and hope that we can we can get what we need from there, mate. Now, the, these, well, obviously the scouting focus as well. Um, I think, Joe, you've sort of spoke about this before as well. Probably an underutilised area of the scouting centre. And obviously you can ask your scouts to look for particular players that fit a certain system or create, you know, your own sort of bespoke general focus. Is that something that you've used quite a lot, obviously, in the, on the Leicester save? Well, it's something when you go and do your recruitment meetings that they kind of, they use in those meetings because obviously they, they identify it per position and role. But you, yeah. can, you can do that, obviously, in the, in the scouting centre, so to speak. And I just wonder, like, when you watch a lot of streams and videos and that and you look get people looking on the player search, like, you don't really see people clicking many of the other buttons other than just scrolling through player lists or filtering yeah, yeah. by certain attributes. And it's just something you can go in there and you're not kind of setting a specific scout to go in and look for that, but you can just kind of do a general focus of this is my formation. I want to go and find a box-to-box midfielder like uh, Mad was saying in his save. You know, he wanted a box-to-box midfielder. You can obviously just go in there and you can put what criteria you want and they'll just obviously they'll they'll bugger off and uh, give you a list in about three months time when you know it's gonna say that's like the recruitment meetings isn't it though but can't you set like a time scale so they normally come to you like it, or is it like start of december and then at the end of the season yeah but if you ever it when you look at it and it says oh um it says like one month I tend yeah, to find yeah. it always seems to be longer than that. I don't know if it's like a mental thing, but it always seems like you do those <laughs> recruitment means and then it's ages later they come back with four players. And I know it's a it's a little bit further down the list on here with the director of football. Like you ask for a recommendation and you get it almost instantaneously. It's like they already if you want someone there and then for the first team, you'd think that your group of scouts, depending on how good they are, could be able to go, well, player A, player B, player C, you know, straight away. Because if your job is a scout, you'd like to think you'd know, you'd have like a portfolio, wouldn't you, as a scout going, these are the players yeah. that I would recommend for our team. You know, so if I said to you, Dave, I want you know, I want a 30 goal a season striker, you'd, uh, you'd, you could rattle off three names straight away, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, and it's, it just, it seems to be, take a little bit of time to bring back some fairly average players. But it's still it's still you know a tool that you can use, and as your scouting team gets better, if you if you're in there regularly, I suppose you'll get you know your reporting will be better. I quite like the speaking of I suppose tools or maybe when you're a couple of seasons in in a save and you've kind of got the players you want or some of them are are pushing on, 
the find similar players option is is quite decent. Um, yeah. uh, particularly when you know, you like, you know, okay, I want, you know, if I'm talking about, I don't know, like Calvin Stengs, and if I want a player to replace him, I think that works pretty well, and it's quick and easy, you know, to save you having to to cruise around, especially if you don't have a wide, um, you know, a wide scouting range or, or or resources or anything like that. I think that it's quite a helpful one um, because they're looking for players with similar attributes, similar role. Uh, so that's I'd recommend that for sure. I find that that's normally when I've accepted the offer and I've gone, shit, now I need to replace this guy. Bang, compare, <laughs> find, you know, find find new player. Um, but yeah, it's a really helpful tool. Really good. Good good suggestion, man. You, obviously you mentioned the director of football one. That's, that's actually one I use quite often and sometimes similar situation to you do when I'm in maybe a little bit of a panic and I can't, re- you know, re- sort of want a second opinion on a, on a very quick role or position. Obviously, you get three pretty decent options normally. I say I say pretty decent. There's normally two absolute horrific options and then one that seems to be okay. Um, but even if you don't have a director of football, I'm sure you can still use that tool. Yeah, you just, it just delegates to somebody use. else, I think. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, but that I, I use that. That's been in the game probably longer than people think. Um, and I've used that for a number of years, really, and that's always a, a pretty useful tool just to give you a bit of inspiration sometimes with player choices as well. Incredibly frustrating, though, when you are managing in Italy, for example, we'll use Italy as the example here, um, and you've already used all of your uh, non-EU slots and you need a striker and they recommend you players from Brazil and Venezuela. and You should be able yeah. to kind of say to your director of football, okay, I need a striker, and you can say like roles and stuff. Yeah, I, can, I want to press him forward. Fine. But come on, let's go with the club vision, for example. Show me somebody that would that would, that would tick off the high profile player, that would tick off the Italian player and, you know, non-EU. You know, I think that should be an option. And now this is where somebody tells me that already is an put option. It on, put it on the forum. On the forum. Yeah, I think we spoke about it. It's uh, a good idea. I remember at the when I was at the at the Angers save and I only was um, bringing in French players or homegrown and like that n- recruitment meetings uh, and uh, were no good to me because they just kept recommending players I yep. couldn't buy because they weren't French and uh, yeah I remember you saying that about non-EU as well hopefully it's in the forums otherwise we should probably be putting it in there too Mad you're the writer you can do it but I'll let you take the well, credit for that that is literally what the feature request is for there obviously they they want it to be as realistic as possible. So little things like that are like the perfect thing to put in as a feature request. Yeah, simple, isn't it? Mm. It's only like, mm. they can be tick boxes, can't they? It's like when you go to see your director of football, yeah. you know, homegrown or you know, high profile or whatever it is. Like just a, just a couple of little filter options. Okay, I will I will do that straight after we record this. I will go on to request a feature and put it in. Bullshit. And I'll, I will tweet <laughs> a picture of me doing it. There'll be well. There's a lot of. Um, I mean, there's loads of ways that you can find players on the game. Obviously, your standard search bar, your standard search with filters. You know, which is probably the sort of the old school way of doing Wonderful it to find lists. players yourself. Genie scout. Genie, yeah, 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 all of them. Um, <laughs> obviously, one that's come in the last couple of years is the scout reports coming straight to the inbox as well in a slightly different sort of format than before. Um, for you boys, is that useful? Is it annoying? I know we've got notes that we'll talk about shortly that might help the experience of some people at home, but is that sort of thing useful for you guys or do you find it frustrating the the crap players on there or can you occasionally find some decent players on those lists? Keep recommending me Connor Cody. I do not want to sign Connor Cody. <laughs> I don't think they come up with the best. I, I can't remember the last time I signed a player from, from a list that was given to me like that, to be honest. I... I always uh, kind of by default I have mine um, set to the obviously the recommended you know the little uh, spyglass with the number in it so I always have that as the highest number at the top rather than because it, it puts them in weird order so I always uh, mine's always filtered that way and I only ever seem to get like 79 rated players and I know obviously like Dave was saying obviously you can set what you get what level you get in your inbox but if I didn't have if I had like 80 plus, I'd never get anyone recommended. But then is 80 plus like too high profile for Leicester at the moment, for instance? Yeah. I, I don't seem to get, I mean, like literally yesterday, I had um, Alex Sellermakers come up as an 82 and I was like, oh, I've got fucking 82 in my scouting inbox here. This yeah. never happens. Surely that, that, should, that rating should be relevant to your team, right? Well, so, it's, it's, yeah, well, it depends. If it, your because, team's strong though, Joe, maybe yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah there's, still, there's still players that are better 
Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I, the team that I've got aren't the best in the world. And you're kind of going, well, it, is it the scout looking for players that are available, realistic targets? Maybe. So it's, yeah. I think normally, I, I, yeah, uh, I think normally it seems to be they'll only recommend someone they think that is within range. Um, what I've noticed as well is they'll, it, it's in a good way. They they might give you like the expected kind of rough asking price or the range of how much you should pay, um, and it also I think also includes the interest level of the other player. So it's, it does save a little bit of time. But like that, unless you're doing what Joe does, which is like sorting it in the right way and keep only keeping your eye out for like the higher ones. There is a lot of waste, uh, wasting time in there. But when you can see it in the list view and all that, it's a lot better than when I think you used to have to kind of oh, troll the through cards. them one by one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's the, you have the option on the top left, don't you? Yeah, so you, you can, can see click, the list yeah. or the cards. Yeah, I, I have mine on the list because it's That's massive. Yeah. a lot quicker. Because I'd probably, probably say once, once every kind of three months, I'll just clear the list. Yeah. And then just mm. start. If I haven't bought anybody, I'll just, like, I'll just clear the list and go again. Well, let's just clear... I- Clear a few of the players off that you definitely don't want to sign, and then go on to the cards, and you you get a lot more detail in there on that kind of snapshot that you can see. But yeah, clearing it and and starting again is is, is a very good idea to things it up a bit. One thing, yeah, one thing that I know isn't on our list, but probably worth talking about in terms of player recruitment and stuff as well is. I mean, we're, we're pretty much three quarters of the way or just under three quarters of the way through the game cycle now. And so I think we can give a pretty good and fair opinion of it is asking the agent for avail- availability as well. I think people have obviously found that as a very, very useful tool. Oh, that's another podcast. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. But um, it, is, it is a good tool. See you next yeah. week. Say goodbye, Zogs. See I mean, next week. If it's a different podcast, I mean, we don't have to dive in too deep, but... It's a, it's a very, very, very good tool. Yeah. It's a very good tool. Oh, we'll leave it at that then, just in case. I have, I have um, a plan for that one. All right. That's why it's not in okay. there. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we, I know, Joe, you'd noted down a couple of things that could help people at home in terms of uh, the stuff. So the preferences, which we spoke about a little bit earlier, um, if people you know, are frustrated with the amount of times they, the scout reports come into their inbox, they can change... Uh, the how often these scout reports do show up in the inbox. So, so what's that on Joe? That is when you're on your in the scouting centre. Um, yeah, is it, it's under filters, isn't it? I think I can't even remember now because it was two weeks ago when I wrote this um, without having <laughs> FM open. It's lovely and convenient. Um, yeah, in your scouting centre, you can basically put how often you want scout reports delivered to your inbox. So, like during a transfer window, you can have it every week. Uh, outside of the transfer window, you can have it a month, but obviously there's drop-down menus so that you can you can select how often, how frequent you want them. Because I can imagine if you're if you're potentially playing like a lower league save and you've got no money, like getting yeah. recommendations for yeah. better players you got must be like a bit soul destroying. So you can change <laughs> you can change the frequency of how often you receive notifications into your inbox. And equally, if you're someone that likes to kind of speed through the game, you want to limit how many inbox items you have. So that you can kind of you know continue bash through the game. Yeah, yeah, and there was another one as well of you know filtering it so you don't get these crap plays that are popping up on the recommendations. So again, like you said earlier, you can set yourself a minimum recommendation level uh, that appears. Yeah. So, so again, yeah. You know, so you, that's under the preferences tab, and then obviously the, you can then set the minimum recommendation. 50, 60 rated, 70, 80, 90. So if you just want to get the absolute creme de la creme, you know, set it to 90 and, you know, never, never see something never in your see inbox. It. <laughs> <laughs> something I, I wanted to kind of mention, I know it, it kind of vaguely talks about uh, scouting, so I can bring it up here, is since moving to the intersave, obviously we're looking at higher quality players when we do our scouting and when we do our, our looking for players. Attribute colours, is that something that you guys dabble in to see the, the better quality or do you just keep it standard? Standard, not a curty nonce. Standard. It's not yeah. No, I just thought because like, if if you if you're scouting and you're kind of looking through, trying to speed through to try and find a few players, maybe changing the colours might be more beneficial for you. I don't know. Just like thinking out out loud there that you know if if you change it so the higher the top top ones are or a certain colour, you'll be able to see it on a quicker a quicker snapshot. Mm. I don't know. No, I. Don't. I did, yeah, I've never never changed it. No, I haven't. I thought about it, but I haven't done it. <coughs> Color blind. No, I don't want to be called uh, Curtis, so I'm definitely <laughs> not going to do it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's each to their own, and it. I mean, I'm I'm taking a piss because he always changes his colours, but it's I mean, the maroon, the numbers, isn't it? 
their, 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 their numbers. <laughs> I think you know that a 20 is good and a 1 is bad. What colour they are, you know, I don't really think makes that much difference. I think you see it? it quicker though, right? Surely. Anyway, that's it's a, that's a different pod. That's next week's pod. Tune in next week. <laughs> it's there, there are lots of little paint things. Paint attributes by numbers. <laughs> attributes. <laughs> Bob Ross, mate. Everybody wants to hear. But it, like Joe has some really good points too. Like some of the small things you can do for quality of life. Um, you know, you talked about the frequency of inbox items because you know all the clicks. I mean, imagine counting the clicks you do when you're playing Football Manager. Even one I find is like you know when you assign a scout to watch a player, yeah. um, you have to go into the responsibilities. You can decide how long they how long they look at them for, yeah. um, and I think the default. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's only a week or two, yeah. Um, and, and maybe it depends, but like extending that is obviously really helpful, just so that they're not coming back to you too soon. Because usually you'll end up clicking keep scouting because they've not you know the attri- attributes are still masked. So I find yeah. that helps. Um, I know and the other one that I really games. like is the. Yeah, and it's short. It's, I, I, I didn't until full, no, full knowledge. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it can take a. Yeah, that's a fair point. I I, I don't and know why, but I just do three games, and it seems to work for me. Depend. I think it depends on your scouts and how good they are as well. But like, and if you're in the lower levels, you know, obviously the longer the better. Um, the other thing then as well, because obviously you don't have to scout someone and take two months to scout them. But you, I really like that you can prioritize the assignments. So yeah. do you know if you see a player, particularly if he's like potentially contract going to expire a couple of other clubs wanted but you you want to do that scouting and you're scouting like 10 15 20 players at the same time i like that you can prioritize them and and bump a guy up to number one spot especially if you've only got three four or five scouts or like what dave and duke were saying where they they left it to the last minute when someone's been sold and they need to sign them no one wants to be that manager that's signing players on deadline day yeah, so, get that scout report in. I did that on. Uh, I think I mentioned it before. Remember, I had Angelino, the Man City left back at Wolves, and that was using uh, that was a, like when I actually first signed him. That was using Ask Agent for availability. He was valued about thirty million. The agent said, "Yeah, they'll accept twelve million." Signed him, got a really good season out of him, and then the following season, summer deadline day, he had a release clause which was activated like two hours before the deadline. Oh. <laughs> I was like, shit. Um, and that's when I, well, he's a panic buy. I say panic buy, I panic buy Nuno Mendes. So it wasn't that, that bad, a, bad a signing to be fair in the end. But um, Portuguese? Never. No, never, mate, never. But there was, um, you sort of mentioned lower league clubs as well, Joe, um, earlier on, but another useful t- tool, and not probably not just for lower league clubs, um, the recruitment packages. And this is something that I definitely do not do. Um, and I don't know how often you guys do it, is obviously uh, changing your recruitment package month by month yeah. and actually yeah. saving yourself money. So when you're not looking at plays, maybe in October, November, um, putting it on a lower recruitment package and you know saving yourself a, a bit of screw okay. You say lower league, I do it at Leicester. Yeah. <laughs> we, we're literally, we lose how, about... What, how, what's, what's the recruitment? It's probably about 50k a week, a month, something like that. Is it it, it, well, it means if you do well, it's like... Five five hundred grand in it, it's ain't ridiculous. Yeah. But wow. Leicester, Leicester, I'm probably two three million. I lose two three million a month at the moment, um, and I've made sure that I'm very conscious of changing that scouting package. So like, I'm literally, I could find. It's probably why my scouting reports come back with like seventy rated players. Um, but obviously, I change it. I, that's for later on during the summer window. Um, but I definitely pay attention to it because I'm like. I, I try to save as much money as possible. And thankfully, now Casper Schmeichel and Jamie Vardy have fucked off. You know, that's 300 grand a week I'm saving. So I'm, I'm on the way. I'm on the way. But it's definitely, you know, if you, if the temptation is to have the best you can, which is obviously having world, I'm pretty sure it's 700 grand a month, something like that. It's a lot of money. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a lot of money. Yeah. And if you're, not, if you're not permanently scouting, which I can't believe anyone has kind of just got a complete, 12 month rotation of scouting going on you know full assignments that they've set up and maybe they have you know why use it just you know a couple of months before the end of the season or maybe if you're going right I want to get I want to get January targets I want to you know just be you know mindful Um, and something that a lot of people don't use is the notes function in FM and like so you can literally set yourself reminders in the game and it will come up in your inbox and go and you know go and change your scouting um, recruitment package do that, set up your assignments, let it roll, and then you know have another one that says, "Don't forget to turn it off." You know, if you if you <laughs> reduce that, so say you go from world package to the UK package or whatever. If you've got still foreign scouts, can they still give you scout reports from players outside yeah. your focus? Well, it's like you know, outside your package or not. You know, when you're 
obviously, um, when if it depends what the board because the board will only let you go up to a certain level. So if yeah. you've got a capacity to be able to go to world, you can send them anywhere anytime. But you know, when like sometimes when you're lower league or a club with not a lot of money, when you go to scout someone, it says this is outside of your oh, catchment you area. Pay, you got to pay. You pay. Oh, extra you pay per player. So, oh, yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I used it a lot of red stuff. I, I flicked about with it a lot. Um, again, trying to just save the money. Um, yeah. I've never considered it. i only never ever done it in the Red Star save. Yeah. I haven't considered doing it when I'm trying to save money. And that's probably a good shout to do, to be fair. I just, I knew it was saving money when I was in the lower league. I haven't really thought about it when you're in the tops. I guess sometimes you feel a bit indestructible at the top leagues, don't you? If you're that high yeah. up and the balance is huge, yeah, it's kind of nothing. But like, I definitely did it at Angers, yeah, because it's, it's it saves you a lot of cash. But like, I'm Leicester in the Premier League, and you'd think you know you'd be able to. You, I'm still struggling, not struggling with money, but it's like to have a 22 man squad that's quality. Mm. Obviously, the wages that they, the players demand, it's like you still have to be very very careful. And like, I I hate losing money every month. And I'm kind of like, you know, like I'm, I'm having to sell players, bringing some youngsters on cheap money. And it only takes a season before they're like, oh, I'm a better player than I was when I started. You know, Can I have a new contract, please, sir? And then when you've got like Milankovic yes. going, oh, yeah, you've rejected a bid from Real Madrid. I would have had a massive pay rise. Okay, what will it take to get you to stay? And you do that with four or five players. And like for every Cashbush Michael and Jamie Vardy you've got rid of, you've then got, you know, a centre half on 110 grand, a goalkeeper on 100 grand. And it's like, just if you need to penny pinch obviously you know you're scouting and arguably you could say like how many scouts do you actually need you know is it better to have one good scout or have 10 average scouts you know so that's that's something maybe worth looking at that I didn't actually put into this into this pod is you know the number of scouts that you have do you actually need that many scouts if you're penny pinching because do you go I'm just, I want my best scout to go and look at this player you know, if you if you only need you know a box to box midfielder like mad, how many scouts do you actually need to go and find a box to box midfielder? I don't know. And like um, again, uh, I have never thought about it. But when you had no money, uh, I've always been bad at it. You know, the first thing I ever do on a save is is max out my, my so you've my got stuff. no money. Yeah, so I got no money, but like max out my stuff. But like when when we're at Red Star, we're buying freeze every season. What's the point of me even having scouts? Like I'm just trialing every player anyway. So surely I'm getting it from the training report. So was there actually much point having scouts at all? Or at least just have one, like you said, instead of having five scouts that are being paid the same as so you're, two strikers. Most of us identify players ourselves as well. And like yeah. you say, you get two scouts. You get a scout report. One of them is going to give you it. Like you say, you probably don't need five, six, seven, do you? So. Do you just, and, and again, a tangent, sorry, Mad. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously you have your star ratings for your squad. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, that that's an that's your assistant's recommendation, or you can set it to a coach. Do you ever look at having a coach or, or your assistant to have good judging player ability and obviously current ability, potential ability? Because that's something I the have looked at recently. Because yeah, that's, assistant, that yeah. star rating, obviously, you know, is something that you're a player coming in can obviously affect what the star ratings of your squad are. And when you're looking, you're going, oh, I've got loads of two star players, but you've got one player that's you know teacher's pet, you know. It's related to what your yeah, exactly, but it's related to what your coaches, kind of JPA and JPP are, and just whether or not you actually look at who's giving you that report. Okay, I never thought of that again, mate. We I learn as just as much as everybody else does on this podcast. Yeah, okay, I'm making note of that. Actually, that's a really good point. I've never done point. it for the never done it for the coaches. Always for the assistant. It's one of the you know when you're looking in the if you're doing a attribute filter for a system manager. I always go with the judging player ability for that reason, Joe, for the team yeah. report to, to see are they, really, are have, they really what I think they are. I always add tactical knowledge as well because if you ever use your assistant for giving opposition instructions, I like to make sure he's got good tactical knowledge. Instead of just saying we're overrunning the midfield. Yeah, tandem <laughs> FC. Question, um, just um, really quickly because you were talking about the number of scouts. Do, and I don't know the answer, do scouts influence your youth intake quality no. by having more or having better scouts in addition to that's, youth development it? yeah that's junior um oh i can't remember what it's called it's it's the junior part isn't it? it's the bit you don't see that affects that and obviously the okay. your head of youth development obviously the the normally the 
the mentality of player that comes through. So having like, stuff, yeah. Yeah. if you had like 10 scouts who all had judging player potential 20, probably doesn't necessarily have any I'm not impact. sure. Don't, I don't, think, don't it does. think it affects your, um, your junior recruitment. If anybody from SI is listening, drop us a tweet at five star, yes, at no. five star pod. <laughs> it's, it's a myth anymore. It's, it's a myth. Yeah, since we got you on, they don't listen. Uh, it's a myth. Yeah, I, nobody I, I'm a massive hater of the uh, the youth intakes because I do everything I should yeah, that I'm meant to do to, to get a good good intake. Never get one anymore. I, I think I outlucked myself in the 1860 where I got three golden generations back to back. But I I still think because you see that a lot with golden generations. I still think you get a golden generation, similar to what we're saying about the coaches' star rating. Like you getting a golden generation because your youth is so shit. Maybe it's like it can mm. only be good. So then Relative. you get a golden generation. It's, it's not like if you're Manchester United or if you're <clears> Barcelona, <throat> you you might struggle to get a golden generation because the talent would have to be so high for it to be a golden mm. generation. Whereas if it starts low, you know, it's not hard to be you know the cream of the crop. As, I bet that's right, you know. It's an experiment there, right? So you go into a team and you go and you delete, you get rid of all of their youth players and then you do an intake and you see if it's a, it should be a golden generation on that theory, right? You've got no one else for it to judge yeah. against. So we would like to think yeah. that that would be... Potentially, be, yeah. Potentially. Oh, I, bet you're, I bet you're right, though. I bet if people, if people are doing a non-league save and they're getting a player or two or three players of the calibre of being able to play at non-league level in the future, it's probably going to be a golden generation, it. Especially if you get a Dave Azapardi, new uh, gen. Well, we'll, oh, well, I'm yeah. sure we'll see that. Left back, inverted wing back. I'll be interested to know, though. Yeah. That's, a, that's a really good point. Again, really good point. God, Joe, you're on fire mm. today. It's that lazy boy. <laughs> and put something about, obviously, the 100% scout knowledge, Joe, and all worldwide knowledge. Um, well, is just- that about... It's one of those, isn't it? I mean, I've, I've popped the screenshot in there, Dave, so you can have a look, but I'm, ge- I'm guessing you've never looked at it. <laughs> but it's just whether or not, again, like Doop's doing an achievement hunter. This is I, one of my I achievements. Know pe- I know that there's people out there that obviously look to try and get world knowledge percentage up as high oh, as possible, yeah. but it's kind of like, do you oh, really yeah, want to be signing someone from the Philippines? You know, is that something that people look at? I mean, my as you can see on there for mine, I've got eleven scouts and I've got twenty two percent world knowledge. You know, yeah, but it's you can start picking your scouts up. I mean, I, I used to do it. You know, when you like signing South American players, it's good to try and get South American um, scouts in. You know, and just looking for those those nations there. But obviously, I, I love on my one at the moment that it says Ivory Coast. 100% knowledge because I've got Colo Torre. Colo. Colo Torre. There was a, that one, uh, I think he's Croatian scout. I don't know if he's still on the game, but you had like six or seven full knowledge of pretty major nations. Is that Bojan's dead? Yeah, I think that's, oh, I think that's yeah. who he is. It could be. Because his dad was a scout, wasn't he? I think he's because he was a Barcelona scout. I'm pretty sure he had. It might have been him then. He had some serious nation was knowledge. Was someone with like yeah. Holland. And a lot of Scandinavian countries, probably Spain as well. It's probably yeah, a lot of, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I now nah, to be fair, not not so much in recent times, but I've I have looked at that before to to surprise you. But like, yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we've all learnt, well. I've definitely learned quite a bit about different scouting methods that obviously you guys use, and I'm sure people listening at home uh, would have as well. So, have you guys got any? It's just Sorry, scratching. I was just going to say that scratching the surface, you yeah. know, of scat. There's so much that you can do. I mean, obviously, you know, football manager itself is a scouting tool. You know, they're proud of having a massive scouting knowledge of players and stuff. So there's so much you can do scouting wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I say, these are just a couple of little hints and tips running into it. And uh, Dupes smiling. Because Matt's messages come on the screen. Hello. Why your fridge open like that? Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, just one one uh, side note on the scouting. It, not not in terms of recruitment, but um, any of you lads do the assign one scout to the next game all the time. It's, um, so you can set you can set one of the assignments to have your scout scout the next opponent. Sorry. Um, so you'll always get a report, and it's just a really quick way. Because I'm lazy and I won't always go in and have a look I around. I have that preset, I think, um, anyway. I, I yeah. never do it. Like It's usually yeah, something you have to I set, but it's worth it. It's worth it. It's a small tip yeah, yeah. Um, that you just just have one scout continuously looking at the next opponent and then you can kind of think about 
to, if he has tactical knowledge or whatever, um, you don't need to worry about you, you know, potential and all that. It's just to see how good the opposition is. Just quickly, that is something we've done in a network safe because Doop used to tell me that he didn't just have Manalas or Koulibaly on front post headers or Jonathan Tarr <laughs> on front post headers, and he literally come up on the scouting report. Zero, zero um, corners have gone to the far post or anything like that. It was just like all front post. No, 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 I definitely changed Caught it. Caught in 4K, yeah. right? Yeah. Whoa, I never knew that. <laughs> I'm just disappointed, mate, because I, I researched Dizzy's scouting centre and uh, that's why I've not really been able to contribute much to the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <sighs> well, yeah, like I said earlier, learnt loads today. And obviously, if any anyone listening at home has got any other scouting tips, then uh, let us know at Five Star Pod. But we will now move on to the quiz. Mad fire away. Quiz indeed. We'll try not to make it too long of a quiz. I know Dupe is tired. It's tired this hour, this hour of the night, 11 o'clock. You see, it feels like the first quiz in absolutely ages. It's probably because it First good quiz, first good quiz, Dave. Don't worry, I haven't been on before. <laughs> oh no, we had one with Kurt, didn't we? Yeah, that wasn't a good quiz. That was, that was a recycled I didn't get one quiz. Que- I think I got one, one question right for the whole thing and then he goes, next next uh, answer winner, I got it. Spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. That was on MK. That was about three weeks ago. So this quiz is about rhyming. No, it isn't. <laughs> um, right, I'm going to do surprise quiz. Euros related shock horror because there's a little competition still happening and by now it'll be all over oh, and there'll be a lot no. of hangovers happening there'll be a lot of Not hangover people listening to I'm this scared. Um, so what Has we're going to do is a uh, little bit of a Euros quiz with a twist um, in front of me I have 21 names of player um, and basically there's 21 players in the history of the Euros who have scored 5 goals or more in European Championships football and I'm going to ask you to name them. We're going to go around one by one. If you name a player <coughs> who has played before Euro 2008 from this list, you get two points. If it's after 2008, you get one point. Quick question. So Dave, is, is that, that's for Dave. Is five in one tournament or is it five overall? No, five in overall. total, five in total. Okay. So okay. 21 players. Uh, as, of, as of right now, it could change at the weekend, who knows. Um, as of right now, there's 21 players who have scored five or more. Uh, so we'll go around... Basically, a point if you get it right, and if you give me a player who played prior to Euro 2008, not including, you get two points. That's for you, Dave, because I know you were you have a lot of extensive knowledge with the, <laughs> the old born. Euros. I wasn't born before 2008. Quick, yeah. quick quiz. Yeah. Quick quiz. Yeah. Um, on that, we will let Dave go first, uh, seeing as Thank he's the, the spring chicken of the group. So, Dave, give us a player. Uh, I don't know if this is a risk. Rude van Nistelrooy? Rude van Nistelrooy gets you two points, having played, scored six goals in Euro 2004 and Euro 2008. Point for Dave. Come on. Matt, can I ask a question? Yes, you can go next. If the, if, okay. <laughs> if the player started started before 2008 but still is playing yeah. now, what's yeah, your... Yeah, fine. That's two they points. Just have to ha- if they have featured prior to Euro 2008, it gets you two points. If they played in 2004, 2000 and before. Okay. Over to you, Dupe. Gary Lineker. Gary Lineker gets you zero points. He's yeah, not on the list. Say. Oh, no, Joe. that's major tournaments, isn't it? Shit. Euros only. Bleeding. Okay, yeah, go on. I'll let, give him a head start. Is it me? Yes, Joe. Yeah. Jan Collar. Go Jan on, Jan. Jan Collar gets you zero points. Oh. Oh. Well, worth it for the shout. Worth yeah, it for the shout. Big shout. Dave. Um, Fernando Torres. Fernando Torres gets you two points because he Go has on. played in 2004, 2008, and 2012. Oh, four. Dave, send me that link. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give it to him, Dave. Dupe. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo gets you a point. 14 goals in he five tournaments. He was there in 2008, wasn't he? Sorry, actually, no, it gets you two points. You're right. It's 2004. He was there. You're correct. It says it on my fucking screen. It says it on my screen. It says it on his list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You lads were talking about not cheating in the quiz last time. <laughs> Joe. Let's have a think. Uh, Oliver Beerhoff. Oliver <laughs> Beerhoff gets you zero points. Fucking crap. He's going for the niche ones. They're not even that niche, lads, I tell you that much. Dave. Raul. Raul gets you zero points, Dave. Fucking chief. Dupe. Um, oh, Patrick 
Sheik. Patrick Sheik, Sheik gets you a one point having scored five goals in this year's Euros. Yeah, thanks. Oh, five this tournament, did it? Thank you for Sky Sports News. It just ticked around. <laughs> oh, shit. Joe, goal, top goal scorer. Alan Shearer. Alan Shearer, 2.7 goals Three. in nine games. 92, 96, wow. 2000. Oh, oh, yeah. Dave. Miroslav Klose. Miroslav Klose. Surprisingly not on the list. Fuck he's on, he's only a imagine. World Cup chief. Yeah, yeah I thought... Dupe. Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney gets you two points, Dupe. 2004, oh. 2012 and 16. Six goals. Joe. Michael Owen. Michael Owen is incorrect. Zero points. Oh, Dave. Alvaro Morata. Fuck off, Dave. Alvaro I just think told me that yesterday or the day before. Get you a point six goals uh, in two tournaments. <laughs> we were literally That's talking about that, weren't we, Joe? About Spain's top Chief. goal scorers. Oh, he was. Dupe. Fuck yeah. Uh, Zlatan. Zlatan gets you two points, <clears throat> six goals in four tournaments starting in 2004. Joe. Uh, just try, trying to think really. Lads, I'm not going to lie but my yeah. missus is in the room here and she's written an answer on a sheet of paper and held it up and she's got it right <laughs> so she's oh, ahead of you there lads good on her Thierry Henry oh that was my next one <laughs> I was just going to say that was a clue Thierry Henry is correct it gets you two points Joe and Sophie you can have two points as well <laughs> well done love give, give, well her, done. give her a hand as well she can have the old thing if she's lucky. <laughs> um, oh, anyway, steady on. <laughs> David Trezeguet. David Trezeguet is not on the list, Dave. Fuck off. Duke. Lukaku. Lukaku gets you one point. He has scored six goals in two tournaments. Joe. After this one, I'm going to start dropping some countries to help you along the way. Uh, Zidane. Ooh. Zidane is number twenty-one on my list. So gets you two oh, points, Joe. Yeah. He scored two against us, didn't he? Fucking hell! In about four seconds. Right. Back to Dave. Do you know what, what uh, we're gonna do? Is we'll, we'll open. Uh, we'll do one more round, yeah, and then we'll just, open it up. And we're still doing all right at the moment. Dave. Um. I know we had a couple of Czech Republic shouts oh, earlier. Milan Barros. Ooh, good shout. Ooh, Milan Barros is a shout. Five Ooh. goals in three tournaments since 2004. It's two points. Yes. Good, good work, Dave. Dupe. Uh, ooh, um, oh, what's the fucking fucker's name? German. Uh, Gomez. Mario Gomez. Mario Gomez five loads. goals in three tournaments from 2008 so he's the top goal scorer for the World Cup as well though, right? or he's the highest I think top? no close, closer oh shit there's my next guess close <laughs> <laughs> and that's over to Joe uh, Iniesta Iniesta is not on the list Ooh. right lads so what we'll do I'm Ooh, just tidying funk. up the list here getting rid of the ones you've said so we have one two Three, four, five. Quick quiz. Eight on the list, but this will be quick. <laughs> I'm going to start helping you along the way. So, my miss is still holding up names here. She thinks she's getting it right, but she's she's it's not Balotelli. Yeah. Right. right. I'm going to drop some countries. Down, Shout your name. I'll drop yeah. you a country. Netherlands. Dope. Dope. Van Basten. Van Basten gets you two points, five goals. I saw the volley yesterday, mate. That's all I'm thinking. Didn't feel that yours was a thing back then. <laughs> we go Starting again. Ninety two, Dave. Yeah. Let's go again. France. Joe. Joe. Christophe Duggery. Incorrect. Dupe. Dupe. Anelka. No. Incorrect. No, he didn't play that much. Dave. Dave. Perez. Incorrect. More current. Dave. Dave. Mbappe. Incorrect. Dope. Dope. Griezmann. Griezmann, seven goals since 2016, gets Dupe a point. 
next country, Portugal. Come on, Dave. Joe. Joe. Charisma. Incorrect. Dave. Dave. Nuno Gomez. Nuno Gomez gets you two points. Six goals <laughs> in three tournaments, 2000, 2004, 2008. Next country. Former Republic of Yugoslavia. Dave. That's Dave. A, explain what that is to Dave. <laughs> Shirkov. Incorrect. Oh. Currently Serbia, formerly Yugoslavia. But it was Yugoslavia at the time. Think Premier League 90s. Oh, where's Nerd when you want him? Think Aston Villa in the 90s. Oh, I've seen the, uh, Joe. Joe. Savo Milosevic. Savo Milosevic gets Joe two points. That was my second choice answer. Yeah, Joe, I was on the tip of my tongue now. <laughs> Nearly there, yeah. lads. Let's Damn go another country. To be, fair, to be fair, Matt would have got that off the tip yeah. of the tongue like if he's listening and he probably isn't, he definitely was shouting it out. Couple more and we're done. Next country, Poland. Dave. Dave. I doop in my ear. Probably elsewhere if you want. Uh, Lewandowski. Lewandowski is correct. Gets you a point. 2012, 16 and 25 goals. Next country. Holland. Or Netherlands. Joe. Joe. Patrick Clivert. Mm. Patrick Clivert. Two points for Joe. Patrick Clivert. Two to go, lads. I should have guessed these earlier because Van Basten I had in my mind. Clivert I had in my mind. Just vanished. Last two on the board. Germany. And or West Germany. Oh. Dave. Dave. He's right. He's right. He's right. Say Matthias. No, I'm I'm going way way too early. I don't know. You're uh, him, Joe. 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 Muller. Incorrect. Oh, Which no. One? It's fucking good. Sorry. It's the other one. Yeah, that, it's, the, it's the other one. Who have we got? Is it Joe? Joe, go again. Is No, incorrect. think he's a manager oh, now, gone. but he's not managing. Dope. He's been a pun. Dope. Oh. Um. Say it. Uh, Jürgen Klinsmann correct yeah, no. two points and the last shout he's number two of the all time Euros goal scorers oh no fuck in one tournament and he's number two France for the listeners the thinking caps that are on here Joe Givash? Incorrect. Ex-Newcastle legend. Respect. Well, that's the next clip. Back <laughs> further. Oh, um... <laughs> dark, dark hair. What's his name? The fraudster. Joe. 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 No fucking way. <laughs> that was who I was going to guess. Like, as soon as... Who is it? Platini, as soon can, as he said fraudster, mate, uh, I was like, Platini is the correct answer. He got nine goals nine. in Euro 1984. 84, crikey. Crazy. His dad wasn't even born. It's a, it's a lot of payouts, wasn't it, for yeah. the defenders. <laughs> well done, lads. Allegedly. Bad. You did well on there, lads. It's easy when you send we us the not, answer, man. We do not have a tie break. In third place oh, is fuck. Dave on nine points in second place on one. 12 is Joe oh. and out in his front with out in front with 15 points FM Dupe Sporka to be fair well fucking thank you to Sky quiz. Sports News it's literally running the same thing right now copyright on my quiz Sky Sports News cheers lads cheers <laughs> or you copied them we don't have Sky Sports in Ireland that sport yeah? they're, still on, they're still on Satanta <laughs> oh my god I remember that rip Des. rip oh, I remember my dad having a massive argument just trying to get it sorted anyway moving on say goodbye folks 
There we go. That does bring episode 203 of Five Star Potential to a close. You can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting WeStreamFM.com. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify, and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening, and there will be more from us next week. Say goodbye, boys. Goodbye, boys. Goodbye, boys. It's coming on. <laughs>